From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Once again, to Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages from the ministry of Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. Currently, Dr. Cairns is preaching a series of studies in the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns shortly. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of C.H. Spurgeon, found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Our devotional for today is entitled, Walk in the Light. The text is John chapter 12, verse 46, the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. This world is dark as midnight. Jesus has come that by faith we may have light and may no longer sit in the gloom which covers all the rest of mankind. Whosoever is a very wide term. It means you and me. If we trust in Jesus, we shall no more sit in the dark shadow of death, but shall enter into the warm light of a day which shall never end. Why do we not come out into the light at once? A cloud may sometimes hover over us, but we shall not abide in darkness if we believe in Jesus. He has come to give us broad daylight, Shall he come in vain? If we have faith, we have the privilege of sunlight. Let us enjoy it. From the night of natural depravity, of ignorance, of doubt, of despair, of sin, of dread, Jesus has come to set us free. And all believers shall know that he no more comes in vain than that the sun rises and fails to scatter his heat and light. Shake off thy depression, dear brother, Abide not in the dark, but abide in the light. In Jesus is thy hope, thy joy, thy heaven. Look to him, to him only, and thou shalt rejoice as the birds rejoice at sunrise, and as the angels rejoice before the throne. Sinners to the light. Dark and sunny, 
the midst of this increasingly secularized and materialistic society, multitudes of men, women, and young people seem to have forgotten that they have immortal souls, and that one day they must stand before a holy God and face the ultimate judgment. Despite every effort to banish the reality of death from the mind, the Word of God declares it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment. How can a person be ready for that awful day? Is there a way to face God without fear? The great 19th century preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon answered this question in a powerful sermon entitled, Preparing to Meet God. Let the Bible Speak now offers a booklet published by the Trinitarian Bible Society, which contains this vital message under the title, Preparing to Meet God. In addition to the sermon text, the publication contains a brief biographical sketch of Spurgeon's life, as well as a schedule for reading the Bible through in a year, all contained in an attractive, conveniently sized booklet. To obtain your copy, simply email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you wish, you may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you prefer regular mail, you may simply write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Just ask for your copy of Preparing to Meet God, and we'll be happy to provide it.
This week on Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Cairns has been preaching the filling of the Spirit, part of an ongoing series on the person and work of the Holy Spirit. His text has been the classic passage on the subject, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. In the course of the message, we've seen that a drunkard counterfeits the filling of the Spirit, but the end result is anything but joy and happiness. Yet, as the drunkard is completely controlled by his alcohol, the true believer in Christ should be entirely controlled by the Holy Spirit. This leads to the key to a successful Christian life, acceptance of and obedience to the Holy Spirit's control. The result will be joy and fellowship among God's people and power in their service for God. Now Dr. Cairns concludes this message, The Filling of the Spirit. An awful lot of Christians want God's best, but they want it while they're living for the flesh and living for the world, and you can't have it. An awful lot of Christians, and they want to straddle the line between spirituality and carnality, between service of God and service of sin. And man, it can't be. Can't be. We're plagued today with so-called Christians that are miserable in their so-called Christianity. And they're trying to find whatever they can find in the world. Man, I very much doubt that there's any saving virtue in that experience at all. What we need is men truly regenerated by the Spirit, whose hearts yearn for the Spirit's control. There's an acceptance of it. Then there's an obedience to the Spirit's control. If you're under the control, if you're filled with the Spirit, there is an obedience to that control. You have wonderful examples of this in the New Testament Scriptures. You remember Philip in Acts chapter 8, if you look at verses 26 and 27. The Lord appeared to Philip and he told him to leave a revival and go down to meet the Ethiopian eunuch. And Philip arose and went. That's obedience. Unquestioning obedience. You remember Peter? In Acts chapter 11, verse 12, he gives his story of how he went to the household of Cornelius. The angel of the Lord stood by him and said, Peter, these men are coming for you. Go with them. Peter arose and he wept. You have an outstanding example in Paul himself. In Acts 16, verses 7 to 10, Paul tried, he asked, said to go into Bithynia. But the Spirit suffered him not. What did he do? Just say, well, I'm going anyway? No, no. Here's a man who was sensitive to the leading of the Spirit of God. I'm not talking now about somebody who is uh, living the life of a mystic who is uh, sitting in a corner with his spiritual antennas out and he's getting funny vibrations that's not what Paul Paul doing the will of God as said to go into Bithynia and God stopped him and Paul stopped dead then the Lord gave him the vision of the man from Macedonia 
is a lovely statement. Luke says that we went into Macedonia assuredly gathering. Assuredly gathering what? That the Lord was sending them there. So they followed. Obedience to the Spirit's control. No obedience is always the mark of the Holy Ghost control in a man's life. If you look at 1 John 4 and 6, you'll find here's how you know the Spirit of truth, that you obey the Word of God. You obey it. Now let's bring this home to our hearts today. Are there not people here this morning? You say you're saved. Did you say, I'm not enjoying my Christianity the way I ought? There's a, an emptiness, there's a deadness, there's a frustration. My, there's a misery even. And here's the reason. I'm living disobedience to God. You know, if you're saved, I have news for you. If you're really saved, you're not like that ungodly man who can go out and find his pleasure in the world. What will be sweet in his mouth will be bitterness in yours. If you're saved, you're spoiled for the, the filth of this world. You're spoiled for it. And you'll always stay in misery until you know obedience to the control of the Spirit of God through His Word. And then, of course, there's the evidence of the Spirit's control. I'm not going to preach this. I'll leave it for some other occasion. But it's interesting that having said, be filled with the Spirit, Paul then goes right through to the very end of the book of Ephesians showing the evidence of it. There'll be evidence in the Christian's life in the church what a difference in a church when people live under the control of the Spirit. Paul says, speaking to one another. Isn't that a strange thing? Isn't that a strange thing that he's talking about people filled with the Holy Ghost and what's the very first thing he says about them? He says they speak to each other in church. You know, I think that uh, Paul was undoubtedly hitting home to a very, very sore point. So many churches and my, we just come together and we float out again. It's all a convenience that we can uh, get to hear the Word of God and that's good. But there's very little real communication to speak to each other. Of course, not just about any old thing. There's what you talk about, there's how you talk about it. It's all brought in here. Speaking to each other. Speaking and singing. These are not the usual evidences of the fullness of the Spirit that people talk about, but it's what the Holy Ghost talks about. Speaking and singing and surrendering one to another. Submitting yourselves one to another and serving. Oh, here's the evidence in the church. Then there will be the evidence in the Christian in the home. 
Husbands loving their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Wives submitting themselves to their own husbands. Parents rearing their children in the fear, nurture, and admonition of the Lord. And children obeying their parents. Because it's right. You've got husbands, wives, and family. And they're living crucified lives, Christ-like lives, consecrated lives. Why? Because they're under the control of the Spirit of God. And you've got the Christian in business. Masters and servants. Very interesting that Paul wrote this when slavery was the order of the day. And he never said a word against slavery. Strange, isn't it? You see, the New Testament theology is never liberation theology, so-called. It's never revolutionary theology. Nonetheless, what Paul taught was what overthrew slavery. And as he looked at the masters and the servants who were in Christ... He says that every master and every servant should recognize the rule and the rights of the other. And once that got engraved in the hearts of men, that was the end of slavery. Christian in business filled with the Spirit. It's very grieving to hear some of the stories that come out of the business community. I get grieved when I have businessmen come to me and tell me that very often the worst people to do business with are professing Christians. I get grieved when I am told, I think of the time my brother told me this, showed me a great sheaf of applications for a job, a very high paying job. And as he looked at them all, there wasn't one among them that he wanted to take. And he said, you know, if I had five men for one position, all other things being equal, qualifications, etc. And I had a man from this church and that church and that church, and I had a Mormon. I would choose the Mormon every time. Because he will work as he says he'll work. That's a grieving thing to have to hear. And when Christians aren't there in the business world, either as masters or as servants, don't have the testimony that they are absolutely trustworthy that they will do the best job that they're capable of doing, then they are living not in the Spirit but in the flesh because filled with the Spirit under the control of the Spirit in the business world. They stand head and shoulders for testimony of everybody else. Then, of course, you have the Christian in the battle. The end of Ephesians 6. A man who's filled with the Spirit will stand in the day of battle. But his stand will be a stand energized by the Holy Ghost. We have a, today the double tragedy. Of, first of all, most Christians won't stand. And then second, how often this has been 
leveled against us in the fundamental movement and often with a great deal of truth to it but when there is a stand it's so frequently just a bitter carnal wrangling a promotion of party a grabbing for power these things ought not to be if a man is filled with the Holy Spirit under the Spirit's control that man will be standing in the day of battle some people have the strange notion that if you're filled with the Holy Spirit you're one of these uh, namby pamby spineless characters that can say nothing against anything or anybody we have people wondering why would we want to say anything against the Pope when he comes I have to say that I can't figure out how Christians can think that way when the devil comes what do you do? throw your arms around him and say dear Satan or do you speak out against him? when the devil's chief instrument on this earth comes and I'm willing to defend that definition of the Pope what do you do? throw your arms around him and say beloved man of sin loving antichrist beautiful dammer of 800 million souls we welcome you in the name of fraternal love is that what you do? I want to tell you you may do that and there will be according to the press 27 denominational leaders from so called Protestant churches who will be doing that in Colombia but they will not be there and I make this absolutely categorically plain they will not be there under the leading or guidance or blessing of the Spirit of God he'll be conspicuous by his absence the man who's filled with the Holy Ghost a man who stands in the day of battle and having done all he's still standing that's the power of the spirit of God the acceptance of his control the evidence of his control in the home in the church in the business in the battle and that evidence will be seen in obedience to the spirit in every one of these areas may God grant us indeed to obey the injunction be not drunk with wine wherein is excess but to be filled with the spirit listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We are here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. 
If you would like to receive our booklet, Separated Unto the Gospel, a booklet that sets forth the beliefs and standards of the Free Presbyterian Church, you may have a copy free of charge, simply for the asking. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. 